Hi there, everyone. I'm Gwen Jones, and welcome to this week's episode of the I'm a Rotarian podcast, the weekly podcast where I introduce you to amazing people that proudly call themselves Rotarians. Well, this week we are off to the Caribbean. In fact, we're off to an island that is part Dutch and part French, but 100% Rotarian. That's right, I'm introducing you to the ladies of the Rotary Club of San Martin Sunset, their president, Alicia Lake, and their PI director, Jade McCoo. Join me, won't you, as we find out not only that this little island has uh, international repercussions, but that they're working every day to keep their island from sinking into the ocean. So join me, won't you? We are off to the Caribbean this week on the I'm a Rotarian podcast, and I am so happy you joined me. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Well, it is extremely chilly here in the Pacific Northwest, so what does a girl do? <sighs> they have a phone call down to the tropics, and tonight we're going to be uh, joined by, here we go. I'm going to get these all on the first try. We are off to San Martin today. And we're going to talk to Jade McCoo. And we're also going to talk to Alicia Lake on the first try with all those names. And they are the San Martin Rotary Club. I should say Sunset Rotary Club. Is that correct? And these two ladies and the rest of their group, I have been Facebook stalking. I do. I do openly admit that I Facebook stalk people because as far as PI goes and as far as getting their name out there, on their little island, they are rock stars. So I brought them to the podcast because I want them to teach all of us how to have so much fun being a Rotarian. Because every time I look at you ladies and the rest of your club, you guys are smiling and having a blast. So please, Jade, Alicia, welcome to the podcast, you guys. Thank you for having me, Gwen, and the <laughs> listening audience. Thank you for having us. We're going to have fun today. Yes, absolutely. I totally agree. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. And like I said, every single time I go to your guys' Facebook page, you've got something up, you're painting benches, you're feeding people. Uh, Today, I saw this beautiful movie put out by your, uh, I guess it was your Chamber of Commerce about just coming to your island and, you know, as I said, as we speak, I'm here in down, you know, clothing and you guys are all just tropical and sunny. And all I wanted to do was get on an airplane and go. Yes. And warm. So let's dispel with a few things, especially my brutal pronunciation of where I'm calling. I came on and I said, you guys are in San Martin. Which yes, very quickly. Said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I asked you for the right spelling. And you said, well, we are the one with the one A. Could you explain to everybody where you guys live? Well, I'll start off and Jade can chime in. So we are from the beautiful island of St. Martin, located in the Lesser Antilles. We are only 37 square miles, very wow. small. But what makes our island unique is we are separated in, um, in two sides. So we have the Dutch side and we have the French side. Now, when it comes to the spelling of our island, when you are referring to the entire island, you spell it S-T dot M-A-R-T-I-N. When you are referring to the Dutch side, you spell it as Saint M-A-A-R-T-E-N. When you are referring to the French side, a Saint M-A-R-T-I-N. So definitely we are small, but we are unique. Yes. So, I totally and, agree. Please. And so, is, so is there like what we call in the United States, is there a Mason-Dixon line? Is there, do people talk French on one side and Dutch on the other? Is, there, is it really almost like two different islands still? Yes, on the French side, you would um, you would hear mainly French being spoken in the stores, on the streets. You can hear that. On the Dutch side, however, we mostly speak English instead okay. of the Dutch. Yeah, but the Dutch is our main. But both sides of the island. Yeah, 
Wow. And both sides speak English. (laughs) And both sides speak, thank God, because which is why we're doing this today, because (laughs) needless to say, my French is more than rusty and my Dutch is non-existent. So thank you, ladies, for humoring with me. So then are, are you ladies born and bred on the island or how did you transplant there from someplace else? Born and raised, born and raised. I'm for me, I have um, my father's from the Dutch side and my mom is from the French side. So I consider myself the total package of St. Martiner. Wow. Okay. And what about you, Alicia? And for me, I was born on the Dutch side. I went to school all my life on the Dutch side, but I was raised on the French side. My mom is from the French side. My My father is from Anguilla which is about 15 uh, minutes away from St. Martin. But um, although I went to school all my life on the Dutch side, I went to an English school. So I don't speak French. I don't speak Dutch. I only speak English. Wow. It's a, and how big is the island? How long is the island? How big is the island? 37 square miles. 37 square miles. Okay. You so can it's- go around the entire island, I would say, in 45 minutes. So it's probably, so where I'm talking to you is the island of Woodby. We are the Woodby Island here in the Pacific Northwest. There is a chain of islands that are north of Seattle in the state of Washington. And we're about on the same size islands. My island is just about that size. But I can't imagine, it's, it's almost like two different worlds in a way on one little tiny island. That's fascinating, ladies. And governed by two entities, two government bodies. All right, that's something I didn't even think about. So could you get, let's say I I decided to rent a car and decided to drive my car too fast. Could I get a ticket under the providence of a Dutch government and then go a few miles and get another ticket under a governance of of France? Is that true? Yeah. (laughs) definitely definitely and right now we are working in sync so you know any crimes or anything that is being happened that that happens on both sides of the island they communicate so there is transparent communication when it comes to that that's fascinating so it's almost it is it is literally two different countries on one different island so then it brings us to rotary because we came here to talk about rotary so does that mean that you're rather an international rotary group. I mean, do you have members of your club that are both live on, that are both governed by France and the other that are governed by Dutch authorities? Is that a fair statement? Yes, definitely. So we have, um, we have members who live on the Dutch side and we have members who lives on the French side. What also makes our club unique, the St. Martin, the Rotary Club of St. Martin Sunset, we are registered on both sides of the island. So we are free to do projects on the Dutch side and on the French side. And why we decided to do that, like I mentioned earlier, we have members who reside on both sides of the island. So we wanted to make sure that we uh, attract members from both sides that's what i would like also like to add is there is also a treaty in place that there is free borders so there's no tolling stations and you would have to throw some coins in to get over to the other side it's free yes that's a monument there to symbolize um the separate parts or the separate sides but we are one people yeah. That's fascinating. That's fat all on one little island. I get, you know, if, if the world could be run by St. Martin, maybe the world would be an easier place for sure. So awesome. Well, let's talk about Rotary because that's what we came here for. And your club, of course, I mean, just the whole dynamics, but I want to hear about you guys as Rotarians. Now you, Alicia, you are the president of the club. So we yes, will we will start with Madam President and we always start with um the first question which is how did how did you get into Rotary? What is your first recollection of Rotary? And then Jane hop in when when uh, Alicia is done, please. No problem. Um my first experience with Rotary dates back to 1998 when I joined the Interact Club of St. Martin Academy. Ah. Uh, my first experience always remains embedded in my brain as I was invited to take part in a beach cleanup. 
So that was my first community service um, experience. Our sponsoring Rotary Club was so supportive as well. And they ensured that they provided countless community service opportunities for all interactors at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, it is with that and that constant exposure to community service that um, I fell in love with the organization. And um, why I joined Rotary, I had no choice, actually, because um, <laughs> from my experience with Interact, that inspired me to continue serving. So eventually that led me to join Rotaract. Right. And, okay. Yes. And my experience there was also life changing. I was a district Rotaract representative. I was also a president of my club, secretary of my club, treasurer of my club, sergeant at arms of my Rotaract club. And um, with that, with my, like-minded individuals who had the same burning passion to help, I mean, it was automatic for me to find myself in Rotary. So I transitioned to Rotary in 2016. Okay. I was, I was um, 29 years old. So right after me holding the post as district Rotaract representative, I was like, I was becoming a bit stagnant. I was like, okay, there's something more for me. You know, I've mm-hmm. reached highest level in leadership. Um, I was becoming more of a mentor in Rotaract and I wasn't really enjoying the experience anymore because everyone looked at me as, hey, you know, this is our leader. And, you know, so I wanted a different feel of the organization. So I transitioned um, into Rotary. And trust me when I say that that experience was one of the best decisions that I've made joining this organization and Rotary. So why why? Because it just felt now that now you're 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 a big kid. Did you feel like you were officially an adult when you came on? Or no, for me, like I mentioned, it was just the experience that I was I was getting at the end of my term, you know, my term in Rotaract. I just mm-hmm. wanted to be challenged more, you know, as much as we were coming up with a right. lot of creative projects. I just felt that I was. I was getting a bit old. I was becoming the grandmother of Rotaract. So I was like, mm, I don't want to feel like this. I don't want to feel like this. I want to feel young, forever young. So I decided to, you know, right. move over to Rotary. And it was a smooth transition because, you know, the bond that the Rotaractors had with the Rotarians here on the island, it just felt natural. It felt genuine. They opened their doors to me. And I just truly enjoyed the experience so joining you just, just slipped right into the next generational path of the whole thing. Definitely. Yeah. It didn't take long for me for me to be um, be inducted in Rotary. It was very short because, like I mentioned, you know, they know who we were as mm-hmm. Rotaractors. So it was easy peasy. They just pinned me and I was good to go. <laughs> what about you, Jade? Do you have such a long experience or are you are you from a young age? Oh, Unlike Alicia, I did not climb the community service ladder. Um, <laughs> okay. Yes, I joined from Rotary. I always had a burning desire to um, serve my community and in in some shape or form. So I knew for a fact that I wanted to join a service club. However, I never had the chance to because of going to school and then I became a mom. So, you know, I always had something to keep me back. And then I heard about this new club that was being formed and I was like, hey, I think this is it. I have time now. I can devote some time into my community to service. So right. I was like, let's do this. So I joined and here we are. Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So, so you guys, um, so you're, you're both in your lifers, it sounds like. So then what does being a Rotarian mean to you? I mean, you're especially, so Alicia, you're saying that you've done this for, well, you said 98, did you not? Yeah, so I would say I don't want to give my age out there. But I, mean, oh, I, already, I already admitted I was 54 and you are both younger than me. So we'll just say both of our guests today are younger than I am. So, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. We'll leave it at that. But, I, you know, like, what does it mean now that you, you are a Rotarian? What does a Rotarian mean to you? Um, being a Rotarian for me, it means that... Um, you, you have to have a love, like me, a love to see 
to, to want to see better in the world. So for me, a Rotarian means um, there is a love seeing the world being a better place. It also means being compassionate, mm. being selfless, and living your life in a way that others wish to follow. For me, being a Rotarian means that you vow to make the dash between the day you were born and the day that you die uh, means something positive in this world. So for me, that that is my view of what being a Rotarian means. Wow. No pressure, Jay. But, but what, is, what does Rotarian mean to you? <laughs> you know. I know. Great, great. Follow that one, Jade. All right, ready? Go. Notice I don't answer the questions. I, I simply ask them. So what does it mean to be a Rotarian to you, Jade? Being a Rotarian gives me the opportunity to serve my community with meaningful projects like giving back to my community. Once I, um, I once read Rotarians lead by example, and mm -hmm. I, I pondered on that statement. I thought, hey, why not be a part of the change right. I would like to see in the world? So for me, being a Rotarian is everything right now. That's awesome. So I... Your island, getting back to your island for just a second, you said, you know, it, you know, it's under 40 miles. And it, are you the only Rotary Club on your island? How many no, Rotary we're Clubs not. are on? We have five we're Rotary five. Clubs on the island. Yes. Five. Okay. So that makes sense because we have one, two, three, we have four or five on our little island here. Sure. One thing that I have to say on our island is that we are guilty except for, um, of course, when COVID-19 hit, we put together a COVID-19 task force to get PPE because we have a small rural hospital here on our island. But outside of that, we don't ever talk to each other, barely. We, we rarely hook up. We rarely do projects together. What is it like on your island? And do your Rotary Clubs talk and work together for the greater good of the island? Jade, would you like to answer that? Sure. We just had, I don't know if you saw on our page since you're a stalker. I know. I got it. I'll check it out right now. Yes. Recently we had, well, because of COVID and we're using um, technology now to do meetings, it's so easy to do certain things. So mm -hmm. we recently had a meeting where three of our Rotary Clubs came together and we chaired a meeting. Lovely. See, just purposely all just, we're all, we're all going to have one island meeting, in other words, right? Definitely. But um, as much as we have five Rotary Clubs on the island, we do work together. For example, um, in the month of April for maternal and child health, our club, as well with um, as well as the Rotary Club of St. Martin Sunrise, we are joining first, um, forces to purchase a fetal monitor for our local hospital. So that's wow. just one of the many uh, initiatives that we do jointly together. I believe last year, one of the one or two of the clubs, yes, two of the clubs came together and they they requested a district grant to provide PPE gears to mm -hmm. our frontliners as well. So we take opportunity in teaming up and just ensuring that we have a larger platform to serve our community. And that's and that is it because you think the, the is the population of the island so small that it, you get more bang for your buck working together, or is it just a community of togetherness that that San Martin has that maybe other places don't? I think the fact that we have come a common interest to mm -hmm. do good in our community it doesn't make sense for us to to to, to, to um do one project whereas the other club wants to do the same project and we go our separate ways. Combined and together, we have a greater impact. So I think that's the mindset that all of the clubs here on the island have. We have a common goal. And if at any point we can team up together to ensure that our impact is greater, we take that opportunity. Yeah, Jay, did you have to add anything to that? Or you were No, I was just agreeing. Yeah. I you know, and yeah. I and, and I have to say, I mean, I I I do not speak for all of the United States, but one thing that has been made very clear at doing this podcast and speaking to so many places around the world um, is that the United States runs its, its Rotary Clubs much different. And I think the community aspect of the one or two Rotary Clubs joining together for the greater good is something we don't do a lot. And I'm not quite sure 
why? I mean, but it takes to me, it takes one club to open to up that out. door. To so out. if you have an idea, it's just a matter of your club reaching out to the other clubs and saying, hey, this is our idea. This is the initiative that we want to do. Um, are you willing to, to partner with us? then come on board and let's do it together. Because at the end of the day, as much as we have thousands of Rotary Clubs around the world, we are all one people, Rotary. We're under mm -hmm. one umbrella. So when uh, a, Rotaract, a Rotary Club of St. Martin Sunset goes out or a Rotary Club of St. Martin Rise, St. Martin Sunrise goes out, at the end of the day, all people see is Rotary. They don't, Rotary, they don't yeah. distinguish the difference between the two clubs. It's just rotary that they see, that wheel that they see. That's all they know. So at the end of the day, it doesn't make sense for us to try and do things, you know, solo. At times when you can partner, I think we just need to seize that opportunity and make sure we do our best to make a greater impact. It's just about making the world a better place together. Yeah, I really like what you said there because, it's you know, when we're all doing our projects, be they big or small, we all seem to have the same shirt on or we're under that same medallion. So I don't think there's people that sit there and say, oh, well, that's the club from the Dutch side and that's the club over there. They're from the French side. <laughs> They're all cleaning up the beach at the same time. Okay. Yeah. Well, again, maybe we can learn a few things. Um, so one of those other, uh, I wanted to touch a little bit before we get on to some of the, the more known questions about the four-way test and others. I want to come back to your island for just a second and, and say that one of our now focuses through RI is the environment. And you guys are on an island. And there's some sea level that is rising. And you guys are on the island. And there are literally island countries that uh, the Maltese is, is as well as some other countries that may not exist because of, of sea rising. Um, how, how, how do you think, how important, or I should say, um, how nice of it was to see that Rotary is going to start working on the environment, especially with your home that is a, in its direct path of, of change in the world. What do you think? Jade, would you like to go? You can go ahead with that one. <laughs> All right. Um, well, you know, as, as, as mentioned and as known in the Caribbean, especially during the month of June and November, we experienced some very, very drastic hurricane um, storms here on the island. And it's unfortunate. It's, it's frightening to know that if we don't, take care of our environment, we will soon be not, we will be non-existent. I remember sitting in one of past all right, President Barry Rassin's session where he mentioned, especially in the Bahamas, if nothing is done when it comes to global warming, Bahamas will not be in existence, exactly. in existence by 2030. So for him, our to lifetimes, that, yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt, but that, that's our lifetimes, you know, Definitely. That's not that lot far away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right there. I mean, mm -hmm. I want to be dead. I, I, I will be dead in 2030 if we don't make a change. Mm -hmm. And with our district, we understand the importance of, of, um, taking care of our environment. So we have a district environmental chair on our district. And what they're asking of us to do yeah. is coming, coming 2021, 2022 Rotary year, they want us to have an environment chair in our club. Every club should have an environment chair. What they also do as well is they ensure that we update our disaster plan. So we have a disaster plan that we go back to every year and our district disaster chair takes a look at it to make sure that it's legit, that it's something that we can actually use if a, if a, a disaster arises. So I think that we are on the right track here in the Caribbean island, especially in District 7030 and 7020. We have our plans in place. But it's a mindset. It always goes back to the mindset to ensure that we understand the importance of taking care of our environment. And we have to do what needs to be done to make sure that we have an island come 2030. Wow. And I, and I think, especially in the United States, I mean, we do have, I do live on the Pacific Coast. We have had 
terrible wildfires over the last couple of years, but there is something in a very naive approach with us in the states here that the trees will grow again or the forests will come back or but the land is still technically there and i don't yeah. i don't know what it would feel like to say that my land won't be there that which is what you ladies are talking about when you talk about climate change in your clubs you're talking about your land not being there which is an interesting a juxtaposition. Yeah, and it does something to us, especially during the month of June and November, because, you know, after facing Hurricanes Irma and, and Hurricane Lewis, we we go into this frenzy, this this panic mode that, hey, like we could we could we could um get a hurricane this year. Is this are the year? Prepared? Right. You know, are we prepared? And we've seen for Hurricanes Irma as much as we bounce back to me, I think we bounce back pretty quickly. But if plans, proper planning were in place, um, I believe that we would have bounced back faster. But Hurricanes Irma made sure that they taught, that it taught us a lesson. It, it was a wake-up call, yeah. Yes. Mm. Expect the unexpected and be ready. And I think that's fantastic that our Rotarians listening to this podcast all over the world, I have never heard of a disaster position in a rotary group that you guys have a, a, a I mean, I, I'll say like a board position almost that it's like, this is your board position of disaster and what you do in a disaster, environmental disaster. That's amazing. And, and what is so nice about it, I can only speak for our district, but I can also speak for the district next to us, which is 7030. Once a disaster strikes in any of the islands, all of the disaster um, relief chairs, they connect, they communicate, mm. and they bring aid. So if a hurricane happens in St. Martin, we got help from the Bahamas, we got help from Cayman Islands, we got help from... Um, from Turks and Caicos and the BVI, they all came together to assist us. So that that in itself is pretty amazing to see how they work together. Wow, congratulations, you guys. I mean, I just I think I think there is a misnomer that I think uh, islands that that are so heavy on tourism are so heavy on a, a transient population that comes in, drops off their money, gets a massage and a tropical drink and leaves. We forget that there is a group of individuals of Rotarians and not Rotarians that call that home, you know, that they go to school and they go to the grocery store and they have moms there and dads there and kids there. And the whole idea that you work as a family, these islands work together as a family is truly inspirational. You guys should be incredibly proud of yourself. We are. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. All right. So let's get back to some of those questions. And it's one of the, whenever I get mail, uh, you know, rotarianbot at gmail.com. Um, whenever I get mail, a lot of people say that they like this question the best. And that is the question about the four-way test. And we have this, you know, guide and we just celebrated our 116th birthday. So it's been around for quite some time. So uh, Jade, we're going to start with you because uh, you've been, you've been the quiet one here for a little bit. I want to know what the four-way test means to you and how you, how you bring it into your life. Well, the first um, statement in it, in let's say the one, is it a truth? I try mm -hmm. to live by that one. So anything that I do, I try to always ask myself, hey, is it the truth? You know, so that carries me forward. Just trying to do the right things at all times. Mm -hmm. And then what about you, uh, Alicia? Uh, for me, the forward test, I must admit that um, that we are we are human. You know, we make mistakes, uh, but the forward test is here to guide us to try and live the best way we can. Mm -hmm. And um, like Jade mentioned, anything that I do or say, I try to make sure that it's the truth. I try to make sure that it is beneficial to everyone involved mm -hmm. in the situation at hand. 
But I, I must I must reiterate that we are human. Yeah. We are human. We are human and we make mistakes. We, we don't say the truth all the time, but the forward test is there to guide us as best as we can. So for me, the forward test is just a guide. It's just a remembrance as to how you should live, but also remember that you're human. But yeah. the forward test is there to keep us on the right track or get us on the right track. I, I reflect on life too, just to reflect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's come up in a, in a, I had a a podcast a little while ago where we talked about, um, well, we talked about race and it was, you know, with, with a person, with a, a woman that's in charge of the, um, the rotary group against racism. And, and one thing that she brought up with the four-way test is the word truth. And that is when you're speaking your truth, it's your truth. It's your perception of the truth. It's how your so that's she she sparked a very interesting question about the four way test and we're talking about the truth. Is it the truth? Like, you know, a truth and a, a, a lie can be very easy. If I say the sky is purple, you guys are going to really easily go. Well, that's not the truth, you know. But if it's my truth, if it's how I perceive the truth, mm-hmm. that's when the four way test becomes an. In, entangled very interesting thing to live by so i i yeah that's where i kind of jumped to is it fair for all concerned does it build friendships because fair for all concerned to build those friendships may not necessarily be your truth what do you guys think i also agree i i totally agree i totally agree with your um your comments and jade is jade is nodding because you know it is something that um, that I also remind our members, especially when we're out in social settings. Uh, whenever we do something, like it automatically comes out. Is that a truth? Is that fair <laughs> to everyone? You know, is we that call fair? that a rotary. Are you the four-way test police? We do that a lot. Yes. Yeah. So um, definitely, I, I I I love the four-way test. It is something like I mentioned. I go back to every time I can. Um, it's a good motto to live by. It makes me truly think about how and what I do today and every day and how it will affect the, the persons around me and um, and also my friends who are who are who are there and near to me. So that's how I feel about that fully test. Yeah, I agree. So then that always comes to the next one, which is service above self. And I have to say, as your as your newest Facebook stalker the service thing you guys have down pat. In fact, you're putting most of us to shame. In fact, I would say that you are definitely more a activity club than a meeting to talk about vocationals kind of club. Is that, is that true? I totally agree with you. We are we try as much as possible to go out there and do um, just do projects, initiatives that the community will benefit from. So is that the and way, I the please? Are, I think the fact that we are a young club as well, and as much as our members, our membership comprises of majority past interactors, past interactors, we still have yeah. a few members that are not familiar with service. So I believe, and they always mention that the first three years is very crucial in Rotary. So we want to give them the, 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 the idea as to what Rotary really is. It is service. But in the meantime, you have fun. In the meantime, you develop yourself professionally. So as much as maybe Facebook um, only shows you the service aspect, we mm-hmm. do a lot of professional development where every month we have a topic that is going to benefit the members professionally. Uh, we had financial um, workshops. Yes. We had resume yeah. um, building. Yes, resume building. So we do professional developments um, interventions for our members uh, we also try to promote their vocations as well so whatever project we have in place we try to see which member would be best fit to, to to man that project or to give advice so as much as you see the service aspect everything is also intertwined in that so you are kind of doing a, a hybrid of the classic rotary thing of 116 years ago that's let's all get together and tell each other what we do for a living and help each other in their business. But you have a really 
quick injection of your Rotaract experience, uh, Alicia, and saying service, service, service. Get your butt out there and and do stuff. Which the members, I I must say, um, because of that experience of so much service uh, initiatives in my past, I tend to forget that not everyone experienced that. So at times I try to stay back. At woman, times it's crazy. To- Slow down, please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and is laughing because she knows at times I get very carried away because I feel, you know, time is precious and time is something that you cannot get back. So at, if at any point you can serve, I think we should seize that opportunity to serve. And and that goes, and Jade is just nodding her head. She's like, yeah, we've had to reel her in a couple of times. She's doing fine now. <laughs> But that does that that does really bring us into a into a topic into some of these questions that I think is really important. Your club is younger. I know you're not going to willing to give me your age, but I would say that um, is is there anyone over fifty years old in your club? Um, no. I was going to say no. you're having a lot of trouble thinking there. The eye is rolling. <laughs> so okay, so you're definitely a younger club, and. No. In the United States, um, the reputation, and to all of my gray-haired old Rotarians that I know and love and are in my club, let me just have the disclaimer that I love you all, Um, and they're kind of check-writing clubs. So here in the United States, we're kind of known as gray-haired white men that write checks. So I hope I'm doing my part to break that mold a little bit, but is your club the wave of the future? Is your club that action, action? If you want young people in your rotary group, then you better make sure their resumes are tight, that you're doing some vocationals for them, but you are getting your butts out there as Rotarians. Jade? Are you the future, Jade? Yes, we are. Okay. <laughs> we are the future. Uh, we so are- I think you need to catch a one, right? Yeah, I do. I'm like, well, crap. There's like five rotary groups I want to join now, but I'm the president of my own. So I guess I have to hold tight first. Where the coming okay. in. It's going on for you. A few more months. Okay. Well, I, my, my term does not start. I am actually president next year, but, um, okay. so, but I mean, that's a, that's a really valid point. We have had some drop off. So if you had to tell a group that the best way that they could, save their group or get excitement about their group, what would you tell them? How do you get excitement in your group? Well, first of all, you have to ensure the persons who you are attracting understand the mission of Rotary and the vision that we have. And what is that to you? Uh, For me, the the vision is to attend, the the vision is to join an organization of like-minded people where our main purpose for Rotary is to serve the people. That's one. Once they understand that, then we also have to mention to them that while being a Rotarian, you are exposed to many professionals. So networking is also a factor. And that is something that they also have to understand. Um, Also the aspect of service. So once they understand all of these aspects, then I think you're able to attract any person in the community, whether they are young or old, but there also has to be a balance, a balance for fun, a balance for service, a a balance for professional advancement, and a balance to just do good in the world. There must be a balance with anything in Rotary. So I think um, that's my my feel and my take on that situation. What about you, Jade? I do agree with what um, President Alicia said there. You need to have a balance. So once you make up your mind, though, that you want to be in a service club, then it will flow the way it should. And so then to my uh, to, like I said, my fabulous gray haired, gray haired men don't give up on on Rotary, but kind of go with the flow that this is how we're going to get some younger people into this organization is by telling them, you know, we're going to serve more 
And I don't want to say write checks less because we want the checks too. Checks. Are let good. us remember. Let us remember too that these seasoned. I don't want to call them old. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> seasoned. I these, love that. That's a great yes. word. These seasoned members. Remember that they were once young, so right. they once had that vibrant spirit of right. exactly. So I think they just need to be open to accepting young individuals into the club to help them. Don't look at it as if it's a competition. We are coming to help you too. We're coming to help you. Mm-hmm. You don't That's have the energy it. like you used to. And we are going to get old as well. But in the meantime, between time, while you write the checks, we are going to assist with the hard work. We're we a team at the end of the day. So I don't yeah. think they should be intimidated. We are coming to help you, boo. We are coming. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm excited. So then where can Rotary grow in the future? What, what, if you had, I, I, if you had Jennifer Jones's, or is our, is our PN uh, president elect, if you had her ear, what, what, what would you say to her to help Rotary in the future? What's something that you guys could think of that would really help? I think we just need to continue making Rotary attractive once you make it attractive and we have meaningful projects that we can execute, then we can grow. And how do you make it attractive? I mean, we, we've got this brand center that can give you any sort of T-shirt or button or font or pretty graphics. How do we make it more attractive? Um, I believe for one, Rotary has, has been open to change for the past you know, few years. Okay, let's 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 be real that um, before I joined Rotary, there was always this perception of old uh, seasoned, seasoned seasoned. We're calling them seasoned. seasoned. That was your word. We're going seasoned with your word that meet every week and, you know, cut steak and drink wine. That that was the perception of a lot of people that I have had a conversation with. Right. And, um, when it comes to change and when it comes to growth and when it comes to attracting persons. Um, I believe that growth starts with the individual Rotarian. Every Rotarian in the club has to be accepting of members. And, and, and once we understand that, we're going to be able to attract. We're going to be able to do community assessment. Figure out why persons are not joining. Try and make your club attractive. So whatever they're, they're saying out there that they're not seeing in Rotary, we try and implement it. So that's one way of getting persons into the club doing community assessment, not just for projects, but just to figure out what members or what individuals out there are saying when it comes to Rotary. Why don't they want to join? Is it too many seasoned persons or do we meet too often? Are there too many projects? Are they not doing enough? Or or we are giving out this perception as we are rich people and they can't afford Rotary. Ah, that's a biggie. yeah. Yeah. So I just think it starts with the club doing an assessment to figure out why they're not joining and just make it attractive. Mm-hmm. One idea that I thought of, and you were, you mentioned the dues and I know a fact that, that there's a, quite a lot of millennials that, that I have talked to that are just kind of like, I, you know, I don't know if I can do the dues. I don't know if I can do the dues. And my mind thought is coming up on a, on a presidency here that I thought to myself, well, could we have a position where you can, be a volunteer Rotarian. So in other words, if you're doing these, these projects out and about, could you have these people just like invite anybody to take part in that beach cleanup or that, uh, you know, but that is, that is possible. I mean, uh, we've heard of it for years. I've heard of it, of it for years where you have call you? the person friends of Rotary, whenever you have a project and you just need extra manpower, you just call on them and they come and assist. So that, that is there. That is that is um, already a, in existence. Yeah. I don't think the clubs are using or taking advantage of it. They just mm-hmm. see the fact that, listen, you need to be a member. And if you don't want to be a member, you can't take part. But that's not the case. These individuals are there. Even, even past Rotarians, the fact that right. they're not in a club anymore, we fail to realize that we can also, you know, continue to keep them engaged. You know, you never know that, two years or three years down the line, they would miss Rotary and want to come back. But let's right. keep them engaged. Let's, let's reach out to them and let's know that they can take part in That yeah. initiative is there. It's on the table. 
Rotarian clubs just need to take advantage of it. Yeah. So exquisite idea, you guys, that it's, you know, we all three of us have clubs and friends that maybe are no longer members or have shown interest. You know, you get somebody at your club two or three times, you never know. They may actually want to join. So we're just about ready to wrap it up. You guys have been awesome. I feel I've gotten this whole tropical, like, you know, history class here uh, on your beautiful island. And I will never make the mistake of mispronouncing it again. Um, And, you know, to find out the history of the French side and the Dutch side, little known fact, I do know my way around Anguilla. I, I, well, uh, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, I was a celebrity nanny and I used to uh, nanny for a designer and he and a couple uh, actor friends uh, went to Anguilla. So I will tell you that I have been to a beautiful resort at Anguilla and I was in full uniform the entire time. So I never got a tropical drink. I never walked in the sand. I took care of a baby, but I have been to Anguilla and it was gorgeous. And it's always been on my list to go back because it's like, I'd actually like to go and enjoy myself, but wow. So I'm going to leave you with one more question. Enough, uh, enough fun trivia from Gwen there. I'm going to leave you with one more question. And, and even though I don't know if there's any elevators on your Island, there is a thing called the elevator pitch. Right. And that is the the story is if you see somebody, if somebody sees your rotary pin or your rotary shirt on an elevator and asks you, what is rotary? What is your elevator pitch? What do you say to them? Jade, you go first. Sure. If I see someone that is interested, I would um, first tell them, hey, if you're interested into joining, if you want to give back to your community, you're interested in joining a club, then Rotary Sunset in particular, St. Martin Sunset is no, the pitch in your club. There you go. <laughs> it is definitely the club for you because you have the opportunity to serve with like-minded individuals. And that's it just empowers you to keep on going. Awesome. All right, Madam President, what is your elevator pitch? Well, we do have elevators here on the island. Okay, yeah, I just, you know, like I said, I need to get back there. There's a few, there's a few buildings there, yes. My elevator pitch. Um, Paul Harris once said, if you have the love of your fellow men in your hearts, my friends, you are a potential Rotarian. For over 116 years, Rotary continues to give a helping hand, touch hearts, and change lives. To all those who are thinking to join Rotary, this dynamic organization that we are a part of, ask yourself this. Do you want to help mothers and children fight diseases, provide educational opportunities to the young and the old, advocate peace? develop a sustainable economy, provide clean water and healthy hygiene habits and protect our environment, then do join as you are the missing piece in Rotary. Ensure that we can make this world a better place together. Rotary is your home. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, how could I top that? Jade, she she shut you down earlier. She's now shut me down. That is it, ladies, (laughs) on that. I think that is, you cannot think of a better way to conclude the podcast. Thank you so much. She's my president. That's great. That's a, <laughs> damn. I want to be, <laughs> before we go, Rotarian Gwen, um, on behalf of the board and members of the Rotary Club of St. Martin Sunset, we would like to extend much appreciation to you for allowing oh. us to have this wonderful conversation. Um, yes. When you first contacted us, we were like, wow. You know, we are only three years in existence, but yet you recognized us and uh, we do it for the cause and not for the applause. But it's also, you know, a warm feeling to have someone recognize us for the work um, that we do. So thank you once again for contacting us and for this memorable experience today. We also want to take this opportunity to invite the listening audience to follow us on YouTube, Facebook and Instagram 
by searching Rotary St. Martin Sunset or Rotary SXM Sunset. Our yeah. club currently meets on Zoom every second and fourth Monday of the month at 7.30 Atlantic Standard Time. So using the meeting ID 992-348-5801, you are more it. than welcome to join, more than welcome to partner with us. We are in this together, service above self. Thank you, Gwen. Hot damn. That is awesome. Okay. No one has ever ended it that way besides me ending the podcast, telling everybody to check that out. Ladies and gentlemen and other uh, PI people, that's how you do it. And then you drop a mic and you call it a day. Boom. Boom. Absolutely. Ladies, from the bottom of my heart, it has been an absolute joy. And when we are allowed to uh, travel again, please know that your beautiful island is on my list. And I'll be looking both you all up. And uh, we will go out for a a, a cocktail on whatever side of the island you think has the better place to go. I don't know if the Dutch or the French make better cocktails, but we will be happy to figure out which one is better. We'll let you be the the party. (laughs) I would say so. So we may have to say, is it the French or the Dutch that have better cocktails? Ladies, until we meet again, please take care of yourselves and stay safe. And thank you. It was an absolute blessing to meet you both. Thank you. Keep those cocktails chilled, ladies. I will be there as soon as possible. So what did you think? Did San Martin Sunset Club make you want to run off to the tropics? And even more important, did you know that there was a club and district position just about the environment? And there should be because their club could be underwater? Crazy, right? And how inspirational, how inspirational were Elisa and Jade? Oh my God, it was just like electricity. If that's the future of Rotary, I am very excited. Well, as usual, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast this week. This one was a ruckus joy, and I will not soon forget it. If you know someone that I should interview on the podcast, please let me know, rotarianpod at gmail.com. And please tell a friend about the podcast, have them download and subscribe to make it easier for everyone else to find us. So then, until next week, take care of yourself and the world around you, wear a mask, stay socially distant, and I'll hear you next week on the I'm a Rotarian podcast. Have a wonderful week, everybody.